I think we can all agree that learning is more fun when you do it with friends, right? So if one of your summer goals is to learn more about the science of reading and how to incorporate it into your classroom, then let me invite you to join our free summer book study. During the month of June, we are gonna be hosting a free book study for teachers just like you, where we are gonna work our way through the book, Shifting the Balance, Six Ways to Bring the Science of Reading into Your Upper Elementary Classroom. And we'd love to have you join us. We're gonna read one chapter a week and inside our book study Facebook group, you're gonna get to participate in things like our weekly Facebook Live, discussion posts, you're gonna get some really awesome freebies and the chance to win some stellar prizes. All of this is going to help you align your instruction with the science of reading next year. It's gonna be fun. And even if you don't think you'll have time to read every single chapter, still consider joining. You're gonna get a lot out of the group even if you don't have time to read the entire text. So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. And I'll see you inside our group. You're listening to episode number 104 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. Tune in each week to this podcast to hear no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will help you feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hello, hello, and happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Marie, and as always, I am so happy you are here. I seriously love being able to start off my week and your week with you. I just get so excited every time I sit down to record a podcast episode, and when I hear from you about the podcast episodes that you've listened to or questions that you have, it just makes me even more excited to record the episode. So right now, we are in the middle of a little mini series all about writing about reading. This is our second episode in this mini series. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about four different response frames that you can use with your students when you are assigning a writing about reading assignment or just like a written response for a reading passage. It's like when we think about just literacy instruction, reading and writing are so interconnected and Earlier this year, I heard from so many teachers who were just saying they want to be more intentional about the types of reading response activities they give their students. They want to find more time to help their students write about their reading. But as you guys know, this is such a big topic and a big category. So it's like, where do we start? So hopefully you're getting some benefit out of this series. If you did not listen to last week's episode, number 103, go back and check it out. It was kind of five tips to help you just like really level up your writing about reading routine. And those tips are things that you can start using this week. So if you listened to it last week, hopefully you've put some of those tips into practice. But very much so like last week's episode, today's episode is extremely practical as well. And after you listen to today's episode, you will have four response frames that you can use with your students for pretty much any reading assignment. Really, you could use them for a lot of your content areas in general. And they don't require a ton of prep work. So you can start using them today, and I hope you do. Now, 
A response frame is really a framework for a student's written response. So a lot of times we talk about like sentence stems and a response frame is similar to a sentence stem. You know, if you give your students a sentence stem, you're basically giving them like the first three or four words of their sentence and it helps them get started with their written response. And sentence stems are great because sometimes the hardest part about writing for our students is just getting started. So if we can give them the first two or three words, it will help them continue on. Well, a response frame is very similar in the fact that it is a framework or a pattern that you as the teacher can use to create specific reading response assignments for your students. And there's benefits for both teachers and students. And so it's basically just like a framework or a pattern for a written response is what a response frame is. But a response frame is great for you as the teacher because when you have a variety of response frames, it gives you options when it comes to having your students write about their reading. You know, we as teachers tend to ask a lot of questions, which is phenomenal. And we definitely want to do that. You know, asking questions and encouraging our students to ask questions is just an essential part of comprehension and synthesizing information. But I think sometimes we can ask a lot (laughs) of questions You know, and it's like students can read a passage and then it's like, here's five questions that you need to give a response to. And sometimes if our students struggle with either the comprehension side of a written response or the writing side of a written response, having these open-ended questions that they have to figure out how to respond to can be almost like too big and overwhelming because it's like, okay, how do I even respond to this in a way that's organized with the right word choice, with the right sentence structure? And how does it make sense? So if you have specific response frames, it's going to be a really great way for you to provide scaffolded support for your students who need it. But even if you have students who excel with answering your comprehension questions, just using different response frames is a great way to just switch up your reading response routine and it benefits all students. But response frames are really great for students because they are predictable. You know, so once you introduce and teach these response frames to your students, Anytime you use them, your students are really going to feel confident in their ability to be able to successfully complete the response frame, which means they're going to feel like they are able to be successful with the reading response assignment. And then usually with the response frames, there are reading and writing benefits. So by using a response frame, not only are you going to be giving students a tool that's going to help them with their reading comprehension, but you're also giving them practice with something that's going to help them develop their writing skills. So it's one of these teaching tools that has magic for both reading and writing. So today I wanted to share four ideas for response frames that you can use with your students if you are wanting to have them practice writing about their reading or do any sort of written response. So the first response frame is finish the fragment using details from the text. So that's kind of my name for this response frame. And with this specific response frame, you are going to provide students with a fragment that is related to the story, and then they have to be able to finish the fragment using details from the text. So some examples could be you would tell students, find details from the text to complete the following sentences, and then you might give them after the football game. And then they have to figure out from the text what happened after the football game and then finish the fragment. Another fragment could be, are endangered because. And this would require students to figure out, okay, what is endangered? And then what is the reason why it's endangered? So, you know, they have to then be able to identify from the text what information is going to complete that fragment to turn it into a complete sentence. 
Another one could be at recess the girls. So again, what happened in the story in order to finish that fragment. So it's really super simple for teachers to plan because all you have to do is come up with a fragment from the text and then encourage students to finish it. And I love this for like a short paragraph. I know sometimes my students would read just like a paragraph for either homework or morning work. And sometimes it would be difficult to come up with a meaningful comprehension question for that because it's such a short amount of text. But this is really good because it still assesses their comprehension, but you're also working on some writing practice as well. So this is a great response frame to help students with reading comprehension because students do have to be able to go back to the text and they have to find what detail or idea in the text is going to connect to the fragment and turn it into a complete sentence, which means they really have to have a solid understanding of the text in order to complete the fragment with accurate information. So even though it's a fragment and even though their response only turns into one complete sentence, it still is going to give you information. You know, did students understand this portion of the text? But this response frame is also really great for writing because it's an opportunity for you to discuss sentence structure. You know, you can review that a sentence is an independent clause with a noun phrase and a verb phrase. And really, in order for students to be successful with this response, they have to be able to identify which one is provided in the fragment and then figure out how to correctly finish the sentence. So it's quick. It's easy. You know, it's kind of a sneaky way to address both reading and writing. And it can work with any type of text, fiction or nonfiction. So think about, you know, maybe once a week or, you know, whenever you're coming up with new response questions, have your students for one of their writing about reading options finish the fragment that's connected to the text. Okay, the second one is because but so sentence starters. And with this response frame, you are going to give students three sentence starters that they have to complete. And really, the sentence starters are basically the same, but they have three different connective conjunctions that require students to finish the sentence. And those are going to be because, but, so. And you really can use any conjunction that you want, but these are kind of three common ones, and they really help students understand the different relationships between events happening in the text. So for example, the response that you give students is you would encourage them, you know, use details from the text to finish the following sentences. And the three sentences would be, Rachel was sick because, Rachel was sick, but, Rachel was sick, so. And students then have to go back and find the details from the text in order to answer those response frames. You know, this can be great to use with fiction text if you're looking at character analysis, you know, if you're looking for explaining cause and effect relationships in fiction text, if you're wanting to kind of analyze some specific actions in the story. But it also works with nonfiction. You could give students the prompt, humpback whales migrate because, humpback whales migrate, but, humpback whales migrate, so. And each of those sentence frames, whether it's the because, but, so, it's going to require students to give a different answer. This is a great response frame because it gives you an opportunity to really dig into and explain conjunctions, but also an opportunity to really dig into and explain complex versus compound sentences. And, you know, really you want to explain that because, you know, is the signal word that's going to help them understand that it's it's telling why something is true or the reason for something happening. And the conjunction but kind of signals like a change in direction or providing an alternative perspective and then the conjunction so explains what happened as a result of, and it really is, you know, a cause and effect relationship. 
And when students are using this, so if we want to go back and look at those examples that I gave, you know, once students really understand that completing the sentence, Rachel was sick because, we need to state the reason why she was sick. You know, Rachel was sick because she was out in the rain and forgot her coat. Rachel was sick, but she went to her soccer game anyways. Rachel was sick, so she didn't have as much energy to practice as usual. Each of those responses follows up the sentence frame, you know, Rachel was sick, but then the different signal word signals that they have to come up with a different response. And this is just really, this is like really like a higher level response for students because it really forces them to understand sentence structure, but then also to really pay attention to the details in the text that are going to fulfill each sentence requirement. So it also is like, it's forcing them to think about the comprehension. And if you think about it, if students can answer the because, but, so frame, you're going to get a lot of information about do they understand what is happening in the text. So this is great for comprehension. You know, it encourages students to think about relationships in the text, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. It also requires students to really focus on kind of that single event, but look at it from multiple angles or perspectives. If they're just looking at the event of Rachel was sick, they have to consider, you know, what caused her to be sick, like what happened as a result of that, what happened either afterwards or, you know, even if she wasn't supposed to. So it gives students a different lens and a different angle to pay attention to events that happen in the text. And this is great for writing because it gives students practice writing complex and compound sentences. And it forces students to really be clear with their response. Anytime we're asking students to complete a sentence that's already started, they don't have the opportunity to just ramble and keep writing. They have to finish the sentence in a you know clear and concise way. And it's just an opportunity to review sentence structure, especially talking about conjunctions and punctuation. Now, this is going to be a challenging response for your students. And it is definitely something that I think you could try to work up to. You know, third, fourth, and fifth grade students can do this response. You might want to start slow, though. So rather than starting with, you know, all three, just start with the response frame of because. Rachel was sick because and see if they can correctly complete that sentence and then add in the but and then have them do two at the same time. You know, she was sick because she was sick, but this happened anyways. So making sure that they understand how to respond to both of them. But also you can use the same idea and switch up the conjunctions or the sentence structures. So you could even give students a response that is set up like before the field trip, and then students have to complete the sentence during the field trip, after the field trip. So you can give them a variety of responses, but basically you're giving them, you know, it's a sentence starter, but you're giving them the same sentence starter with just a slight variation with the conjunction. And that really focuses them to pay attention to very specific details in the text. So lots of ways you could modify this one, lots of writing benefits with this response frame. The third response frame is in your opinion, explain your thinking. And so with this response frame, what you're gonna be doing is you're gonna be giving your students a prompt that is going to require them to share their opinion and then explain their thinking using text evidence or evidence of some sort. And basically this is setting students up to write a little mini opinion or argumentative piece and then being able to back up their opinion with two to three pieces of evidence. And so if your students struggle with you know, stating a claim, giving reasons or evidence, this could be a great writing about reading assignment that also supports what's happening in your actual writing instruction. So an example of this response frame could be, which do you think is a better theme for the story? Real friends like you for who you are or do the right thing even if no one else is? State your opinion and explain your thinking. 
Another option could be, which trait best describes Henry at the start of the story? State your opinion and explain your thinking. And when students respond to this, you know, when you're teaching and introducing and modeling, you would teach them to set up their response by stating their opinion, you know, in my opinion, I think, and you can even give them those sentence starters to help them get started. And then they're going to share one to two pieces of evidence. You know, in my opinion, the best theme for the story is, I think this because, or in the text it says, and give them some different sentence starters they can use to complete this response frame. But this helps with reading comprehension for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's non-threatening, you know, because it's an opinion question, there's not a right or wrong answer. And I, I think especially with things like theme and even author's purpose and when we're talking about characters, you know, so much of that depends on a student's interpretation. And sometimes having an answer key and a right answer can be, uh, I don't know, like demoralizing for a student. You know, if they give their opinion or if they give their response and they pay attention to certain details in the text, they might come to a different conclusion than another student. But that doesn't mean that they're necessarily wrong. Obviously, if they are way off base, you know, there is there's more correct and less correct answers, but sometimes there can be multiple correct answers. And so with this, we're giving students two options that could be correct. And we're just having them figure out which one do they think is more correct and then backing it up with their evidence. So it's non-threatening because it is their opinion. And so it immediately gives students confidence because all they have to do is share their opinion. But it also encourages inferential thinking and critical thinking skills. You know, if you're giving students basically two options and they have to choose which one they think is most significant or the strongest, they're going to have to go back and look in the text and figure out the evidence and really consider, okay, which one is the better theme? And so all of those things are going to help you understand, you know, how are they understanding the story? What angle are they looking at it from? And so, like I said, this can help with reading comprehension. They're not identifying the theme, but they're having to state which theme they think is most correct or which character trait they think is strongest or, you know, what main idea, whatever it is, and then backing it up with evidence. But it also helps students with their writing because this frame is really helping students start to form a longer response. Those two other examples that I previously shared, you know, finishing the fragment and then the because but so, those are really reading response assignments that are at the sentence level. This one starts to sort of push us more in like the paragraph level where students are having to write three to four sentences that are a little bit lengthier, that are connected. And so this is a great frame to help transition your students into longer reading responses. So students have to make sure, obviously, that their sentences are connected When you teach students to start their response with, in my opinion, and then they state their opinion, you're helping them form a topic sentence and then provide details that back that up. And then, of course, it always helps with sentence structure as well. So this can be also a great frame to support students with their writing. And then the final response frame that you can do is prompting students to find the three best details and then give them the prompt. So with this response frame, you're basically giving students, you know, what could be possibly considered the answer, and then you're asking them to go back and find evidence that supports whatever the statement or the prompt is. So it could be something like, find the three best details in the text that support the theme, small acts of kindness can have a huge impact. Or find the three best details in the text that show Serena was competitive. Or find three best details in the text that back up the main idea, whales migrate for many reasons. So whatever it is, you're basically telling them, hey, this is the theme, but you have to go back and find the evidence for it. You know, you're telling them this is the main idea, but you need to find the evidence. Here is a character trait, but you need to find the evidence that back that up. 
And so this is really good because it is almost a backward approach to how we think about comprehension questions. A lot of times we ask students, what is the theme? You know, find the main idea, figure out the author's purpose. But with this response frame, we are giving them the answer, but saying, hey, you have to find the text evidence. And so this helps with comprehension because we're working backwards. Here's the answer, but you got to find the evidence that supports it. So it really forces students to go back, reread. They have to pay attention to the details in the text. And it's really good because, you know, if they have a strong understanding of what the theme is and what the main idea is, then they can pay attention to the details that support that. And then I think one of the really big benefits of this is students have to be able to evaluate the details in the text. So if you're asking them to find the three best, it's not find the first detail or the only detail, it's find the three best details. So they have to then sort of do this level of evaluation. What details really are the best that support this theme or this main idea or this character trait, whatever it is. This response frame doesn't necessarily have a ton of writing benefits necessarily because students aren't necessarily having to craft their response You know, if you want them to be able to, you know, synthesize or put the details in their own words, you could ask them to paraphrase, which would definitely help with their writing. Or you could even then use this as an opportunity to teach them how to specifically cite evidence in their text, which would benefit their writing. But this one really just helps a lot with reading comprehension because it's showing students the connection between text to details and some of those bigger umbrella comprehension concepts that we talk about, like theme or main idea or author's purpose. Those are the four response frames that you can start using today. And there's tons more. I mean, there are so many different ways that you can set up and structure your reading response, your writing about reading assignments. And I think one of the things to keep in mind is just to provide variety and then also thinking about how you can scaffold and provide support to students who either struggle with comprehension or struggle with the writing side of things. And all four of these ideas that I shared today will benefit your students both from a comprehension side and from a writing side. So I hope you decide to try out one of these activities with your students today. And let me just quickly review. The first one that you can do is finish the fragment using details from the text. So you're going to give your students a fragment and then they have to be able to correctly turn it into a sentence using details from the text that make sense. The second one is giving students sentence starters and then ending them with because, but, so. Basically, it's the same start to the sentence, but a different conjunction, which is going to require them to give a different response. The third one is having students state their opinion and then explain their thinking, especially if you give them the prompt that they're having to share their opinion about. And then the fourth one is encouraging students to find the three best details that are going to support your statement or your prompt. So all four of these are something that you can start using with your students, and hopefully it just helps give you a few ideas on how you can put a little more intention into your writing about reading to help support students, both from that reading comprehension side and from the writing side. And I hope you tune in next week for our final episode in our little writing about reading mini series, where we are going to be talking about how you can be more intentional with writing about reading during your small group time and some different ideas on how to bring in more writing at the small group table. So hope to see you back here next week. And until then, have a stellar week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at StellarTeacher.com. 
I'll see you back here next week. 